Well, welcome to the Speak With People podcast. My name is Jason Rates and I'm your host today. And I'm so excited you are joining us. This podcast exists because we believe our words matter and healthy communication is oxygen for your relationships and your leadership. So whether you communicate one-on-one, on a team, from a stage, or from a screen, we hope that our time today challenges you, encourages you, and inspires you to choose the healthy way to communicate. Because when you do, you really do speak life into the world and you will drastically change your world for the better. Well, today's podcast, we are so excited because we are in a series called Speaking Across Screens. And we're doing this look at how we can kind of find our voice online. It's been a great series that speaking across screens is something that is not going away. And so this series has been so helpful to learn some of these skills. And so if you've missed any, I highly recommend going back watching or listening anyone that you can. But today we're diving into some big questions about finding your specific voice online. How do I get people to listen to me online? I mean, I post videos, but no one seems to be listening. Is there anything I could be doing differently to increase my reach? How can I get people's attention online? Should I even want people's attention? How do I find my specific way uh, to speak online? How do I talk into a camera? So today we interview an incredible leader and communicator, Melissa Hughes. She definitely knows a little bit about speaking across screens. Uh, She's got a great story. She actually went viral. Uh, and it's just an amazing, an amazing, amazing story. And so it's just the beginning. And so I'm just so excited to dive into that. She now spends a great deal of time teaching people how to find their voice online, how to speak across screens, how to be that kind of influencer and communicator. Well, Melissa, welcome to the podcast. Oh, thank you so much. I'm super pumped to be here. Well, hey, could you, before we hop into the questions, could you just kind of give us a little bit of your story, who you are, what got you to this point, your family, all that kind of stuff? Oh, gosh, yeah. Where do you even start? Um, I always like to start with um, kind of what ended up happening when we started church planting over in the UK. Um, I have this whole quote that I feel like is really helpful for people that are going through a hard time um, and kind of like how all of this came about of how I ended up on TikTok and um, going viral. But my husband and I church planted over in the UK in 2015 and a month after moving there, um, I found out he got into a horrible car accident. And I don't know if you've like ever had a dream and you think that you're about to step into your dream. Like I've always wanted to live in the UK. We were so excited to go and pursue what we felt like God was calling us to do. And then we ended up, he ended up getting a terrible car accident, being bedridden for about a year. At that point, we had no house, no car, no job. I was pregnant. And the only place that would rent to us was a funeral home in a valley. <laughs> it is just it's it's kind of funny now but we lived there for four years and um it was just a really challenging really hard time and I'll never forget um really praying and asking God you know what's going on and he just said to me Melissa mountaintop experiences are for sights and inspiration but the fruit grows in the valleys and it totally changed my perspective on you know hard times challenging times and for anyone that kind of maybe has experienced a challenging time, a lot of times we go through things to um, that make us stronger, that grow us, because something really great and really awesome is on the other side of that. And it was about a year and a half later 
that God started speaking to me about posting videos on social media very randomly. And the very first video I posted got 22 million views and I ended up on the Kelly Clarkson show. So I have this whole like appreciation for the valley and the mountaintop in life. So both, um, both places have importance and value. And so I just want to say to any person, because I like talking to the, the people first, is whether you're on the mountaintop or you're in the valley, every season has a purpose. And um, there's good to be had in every season. So, yeah, but that's how I ended up on the Kelly Clarkson show and, and kind of what I'm doing now. Wow. So when you posted that first video, what, what, what was it like? I, I honestly really, truly felt like I thought that the phone broke. Like, I don't know how else to describe it, but because I was just posting this video, the first one that was on my phone, figuring out how do you add text to this TikTok video um, and then waking up the next morning and getting inundated with all this media attention. Um, I was stressed. I was like, I don't this. I need to get a lawyer because <laughs> I, um, I was it was just so out of left field. And I was just so shocked. I remember telling my husband, like, see, I told you God was telling me I should do this. Um, but I still didn't know, you know, how to create content. So yeah. I was like, I better learn this quick. Yeah. Were you guys still in the UK, UK at that point or were you back in the US? We had moved home. Yeah. I mean, actually, we had just moved home and COVID hit. And when oh. that video went viral, I was actually working in childcare um, because we were trying to get set up, trying to get the house. COVID hit. Like we were still in the valley. Wow. Um, so God really elevated that. Oh my goodness. So before that, how active were you online? Was it just, you know, like a normal kind of person posting things here and there, or, you know, did, were you not yet kind of in like a, you know, content creation mode? Yeah. So in all honesty, I had posted a little bit as far as like, I would post my food and at the time on social media, kind of like. 20, 2014 to 2018 was like this time where it was like these overly polished, overly curated images. And I tried, but I just was not that person. <laughs> so I did post like, I like food. So I post pictures like that, but it was nothing serious. It wasn't a job or anything. I didn't know anything about video, right. um, but I always did feel like social media could be a positive place to encourage people. Yeah. But um, no, I had I knew nothing about the industry or the world. Wow. Do you, what, do you think, uh, every, you know, content creator gets to that place where they have a breaking point where, cause we've all been there, right? We want the perfect shot. I mean, we, we've probably all seen TV shows or been in a park where a parent is trying to stage their child, you know, for the perfect picture and they're screaming one second, they get them to stop, take the picture, then they're screaming. You know, do you, do you think every creator gets to that place or, or why, why do we have this insane desire to make everything look so perfect? Uh, and, you know, when we get to that breaking point where we're just like, you know what, I'm just going to be real. <laughs> yeah. I love that question because I feel like, you know, my main platform is TikTok. And I think part of the reason why TikTok exploded was because it was all these people at home it with curlers in the hair, in their pajamas, with no makeup on, during COVID, no place to go. And it wasn't overly perfect, polished, curated yep. content. And people could relate to that. 
So I feel like a huge part of my message is like, you know, star messy. And like, that's probably going to be more interesting and more valuable, like with the mess ups. Like my, I have yeah. a podcast. I don't edit it because I'm like, you know, I did a podcast today and my mom called me during it. And I'm like, sorry, guys, hold on. Because <laughs> people understand. They're like, oh, wow, yeah. she's doing a podcast and her mom calls and interrupts her. Yes. And I think. I think people connect with their, their realness. And so I think that's probably why I've been more successful now than I was trying to make it perfect. Cause I'm, I couldn't, I couldn't do it perfectly. Um, yeah. Wow. That's, I mean, that's profound. That is profound. Let me back up. So, uh, so did, so you went on the Kelly Clarkson show then? Yes. Yes. Wow. Yeah. And so they invited you to be on the show, the video, you know, and so were you able to use that as a platform to talk about, you know, what is important to you and those kind of things? I wish. I mean, I really just got to go on the show to talk about this is perfect based off of what I just said. It was an episode about mom fails. <laughs> so I was right. broadcasted as a mom fail. Which, like, thinking about it just makes me laugh because um, I think that that is so part of my message is, like, do it messy. Like, fail your way. Like, it's fine. Um, and so I'm, I'm in the gap for the mom fails. Um, but it was really just about, it was about the video and what happened. And um, so I didn't really get to share my heart. But yeah. Kelly did tell me that I look like Mandy Moore. And so I totally girl, like, fangirled over her. And, um, <laughs> got starstruck <laughs> so. oh that's fantastic i mean i literally it feels like i could blink and i'm back to watching american idol when you know that first season i'm like how, how's it gone by that fast <laughs> i know that's what i told her i don't think she appreciated that though i think she was trying to move away from that image right because when i was like i love when you won they didn't air that part um <laughs> but yeah yeah. So in this series on the Speak With People podcast, we've been kind of addressing, you know, speaking across screens and just the, you know, unbelievable value that it can provide to both a communicator and, you know, the listener, the audience. What, I mean, just in your own journey, uh, are there any nuggets, any, any bullet points, any things that you would definitely tell our listeners? Here are some things you've learned about speaking across screens. Yes. I think that People have felt it's been this whole thing like, I don't like social media because it's not real relationships. Okay, that might be true, but there's so much power mm. in screens. And I have connected with people in a way that I never would have and the reach through screens. Um, and so I think people really need to like jump on board and see the value of it. Mm. Um, but I think like, as far as like tips to how to speak to people through the screen, I think that, um, you know, they say, well, let me just give you this story. Yeah. When I was first trying to grow, right, I had this video pop, this video go viral. And I'm like, shoot, I have to learn content creation. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. I was very stressed. And so I'm showing up on video, showing up on camera, trying to talk to the camera and my videos aren't performing well. And I'm putting in all this effort all this time and I'm feeling down about it because my videos just aren't performing. And so I end up, my husband calls me one day. I, you'll love this story. My husband calls me one day and he's like, hey babe, what's going on? I'm like, oh, I'm just so sad. He's like, why are you sad? I'm like, because my videos aren't doing well. He's like, oh, I'll tell you why. I was like, why? 
He goes, well, because your content sucks. <laughs> and I was, he's such a straight, he's so, he's such a straight talker. And I was like, does it? He was like, yeah. He's like, you have this fantastic personality and you're not letting it come through on camera. Wow. You're coming across as this like overly polished person. And he's like, that's not who you are. He's like, you need to talk to the camera like you're talking to your best friend. Wow. And so I really, it honestly was practice. Like I'd be like, hey guys, my name's Lawson. I was like, no, that's not, that's not me. Like you almost have to like do a couple retakes and like shake it off, like let go and truly think about your best friend, how you would talk to them on the phone if they were coming over for a glass to wine or whatever. Like that's how you need to talk to the camera. Wow. Yeah. Wow, that's good. So, 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 how can someone get to that point? You know, I mean, the if someone has you know not really been a part of public speaking much, you know, and then all of a yeah. sudden they're like, oh, okay, I feel like I have this message I, I want to come across, and then someone puts a camera on or they put their phone on, and then for whatever reason, sometimes we go into like robot mode where like we don't really quite know what to do with our hands. I mean, what you just said is so profound, but is are there any like you know, simple steps you can give us to go, okay, to get to that more relaxed, just be you on screen. Absolutely. Um, so I'm going to give you two answers. So uh, let me just tell you like the journey that everyone goes on just to like, cause it hopefully will normalize people. Um, I've all, I've been public speaking for like, you know, 12 years. And when you first start to speak, you care more about what you're saying than the person that's listening mm. because you're nervous. Like, and that's normal. That's fine. But you're caring more about how you're coming across than the person that's listening because you don't know if you're a good speaker. You're worried about what people think. How am I coming across? Am I actually capable? Can I actually do this? Am I, good, am I a good communicator? You are just insecure. And that's fine because yeah. you've never done it before. So to move from that insecure place where you're more concerned about what you think about yourself, what other people think about you, to a point where you care more about how the listener is gonna benefit from what you're saying, you need to number one, embrace the cringe. Mm. You have to embrace the cringe. You have to move through that, through that spot. And then what I like to say is when you can start to care more about the pain point, the struggle of the listener, what mm. they might be facing, what they might be going through, the pain that they're in right now, like why is your message important? And it's because you want to help somebody. So when you can get into that place, being like, man, like, let's say your message, like for me, my message is, let's say, helping people become a better communicator. I can say like, look, man, I, I remember what that was like for me, being so nervous, being so worried about what people think about me. I can show up thinking about that person that's listening to me, being like, that person's in that spot. So I'm going to, I want to help you more than, more than how I'm coming across. Hmm. You start to show up more passionate. You start to show up more confident because you're letting go of what people think and you actually become a better communicator and a better listener. Wow. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. No, that's incredibly clear. I mean, it's so true. We start off speaking and, you know, even if we don't mean it, we do end up trying to make it so us-centered so many times. Yeah. You know, we care about, you know, how do I look? Are they going to like it? Are they yeah. going to laugh? Is my content okay? And I mean, we almost like work ourselves in. But if we do just that, what you just talked about, and care more about the pain and the struggle of our, of our listener. I mean, that, that just changes everything for our communication. It just takes yeah. the, the stress off. 
Yeah. Yeah. I say that to a lot. And I'm, you know, as a Christian, I often say like, pray for your listener before you turn on the camera. Like, what are they going through? What are their challenges? Like you come at it from a place of compassion and you stop thinking about your problems and you start thinking about like, man, this person really needs to hear this today. And I have an answer and a solution that I can communicate it better with them. Yep. Yep. Are there any uh, techniques that you coach people or, or, you know, things that are helpful, you know, just the nitty gritty of, you know, being, you know, filming online? Like, do you use your phone when you film your videos? Do you use a, you know, a, a digital camera? Do you like, you know, put it in a stand, you know, even things like that? Are there any, you know, things? Oh, I'll give you all my tips. (laughs) So number one, all of you need to work on smiling more. Mm. That, like, if you could just do that, Mm -hmm. um, like that will help you in tremendously. It will help you make friends too. (laughs) But um, for a lot of people showing up on camera, it's like you would be so much more exciting to watch if you could just smile okay so that's really important and one that people overlook as far as like with the camera i don't put mine on a stand because it looks less it looks more professional so i do selfie mode Mm. and i will hold the camera just right in front of my face because it looks like i just have this thought and i'm just wanting to show up i'll record in my car a lot because the sound quality is so good Mm. and people think like oh i just pulled over and I have something I want to tell you. And I actually grew my whole account in my car because I was working a full-time job in childcare. Yeah. Um, I didn't do any trend. I didn't do any of that. I posted videos in my car on my lunch break when I was working in childcare because that was the time that I had. Wow. Um, and so like really like I think we, we are so – sorry, I'm going to get more into practical tips, but I just want to say this. We yeah. get stuck in preparation and procrastination because we're just afraid to show up Mm. and so like don't buy all the equipment you know if you have a if you just have your iphone you have all you need if you have a thumb that works that can hit record you have all that you need um but just like get out of the preparation because it's actually just procrastination and just start showing up but using a selfie like holding the phone i i start and stop mine so like I struggled to say everything all in one go. Mm. And so I could remember one thing and record it. So I'd say one thing, start and stop on the app, like actually record it in the TikTok app or the Reels app, Instagram, yep. start and stop and kind of just do the video that way. Those are things that I would do that were really helpful. Wow, that is. So go back. So you, you did so much of it from your car. Are you saying that it's possible to uh, grow your influence online if you're not dancing. Yeah, I grew my whole um, TikTok account by posting videos in my car on my lunch break. So I was not doing trends. I was not dancing. Um, I was just talking to the phone and adding value and serving people. Um, so you absolutely can just talk. So your, your content then, do you have a specific audience in mind? Are you thinking, okay, I'm, you know this is my audience or or do you just kind of go, you know, with whatever your, your heart says that day, or do you kind of have that specific direction? Yeah. I think that probably is something that's, that a lot of people struggle with is their messaging. That's probably as well. The most important thing Mm. is thinking about who it is that you're talking to. So, um, I 
I honestly started just talking to moms because the first video that kicked off was a mom sale video. So I just went with that and learned yeah. content creation. Um, and, and as a mom, like it, I found it something natural to talk about. So I think for people, you need to have your content pillars. And I think a lot of people find they want to talk about everything that they're passionate about. But you have to think about if you are selling some, like think about your goal. If you're selling something, you probably want to be very niche down mm. and just talk about that thing. If you are going more lifestyle, um, you can probably be broad. But probably if you stay broad, your growth might be a little bit slower unless people really buy into you. Yeah. You know, but I would yeah. say if you're selling a product niche down, if you're not, then you can stay broad and you become the niche. Yeah, that's important. Uh, personal question. How many, how many kids do, do you have? I have two. Okay. So a question that I get a lot and then I think a lot of people struggle with is like, should I bring my kids in on what, what age is too young to put them online? You know, do you have any, I don't throw, throw, throw out a curveball yeah. here. I was just thinking, you know, popped in that question as you were talking about your audience yeah. and just wondering your thoughts about, you know, cause my generation, you know, I'm 47. So I'm on the, you know, what, what, are, what am I? I'm the generation X. Is that what it is? Yeah. And so uh -huh. I know that my kids, I have, you know, Gen Zers, my oldest is 23 down to nine. Uh, I, I made giant mistakes during their childhood. And I know I got to the place where, you know, they, they just hated anytime I pull out my phone because I love to put their picture online. I wanted to tell a story and they just mm -hmm. got to the place where we're like, dad, enough, please don't, you know, do that. It's just such yeah. a balance. I'd love to know your thoughts on that. Yeah, there's two things. I think parents need to decide, like personally for themselves. Like my first video, that mom fail video, was two with my kids sledding. I mean, you see the back of their heads, but it, they are in there. Um, but I think that you know there are some parents that are very concerned about like safety issues having their kids online. But my daughter now she's six, and there was a video. I so as an influence, I get brand deals, and. I had a brand reach out to me about doing this mouthwash thing. And when I pulled my daughter into the video, I was like, do you want to do this with me? She was like, yes. Well, she actually drank the mouthwash and it was so, she's fine. But like, I was like, oh my God, like we got it all on camera. I was like, oh my gosh, do I need to call poison control? She's like, poison control. It was, it, you, <laughs> like you were, it's one of those videos where you're like, this would go mega viral. It was so funny. I'm seeing her face. Well, I was like, honey, like, could I use this video? She was like, no. And so I was like, okay, she's six. I, you know, and so it's, I'm at that point now where I'm like, we had, I had to use something else, which was not as good. It's fine. <laughs> but um, I'm asking my kids now, I'm like, are you okay? And if they say, you know, put the phone away or I don't want this out there, then I'm like, okay, you know, but yeah. I think parents need to decide for themselves anyway, like yeah. what their feelings are about that. Yeah. Yep. Well, and I think we're in a place, you know, in 2023, I mean, technology, video, online, it's not going away, no. <laughs> you know, and so it's, you know, one of the primary ways people communicate nowadays, and, you know, we can either go, you know, total Amish and get rid of everything, you know, you can go on one side where everything's online. So every, yeah, you're right. Every family's got to figure out that balance and manage that tension, you know, because, you know, they need to be able to do that. My nine-year-old, he just can't wait till he can have his own YouTube channel so he can just show people how he plays Minecraft. That's, you know, that's, 
That's all he wants to do. (laughs) Well, and I think like, I actually am really passionate about parents. Like I feel like are just afraid Mm. of social media. It's like, they're just, they just want it. You're either on it and you're just like struggling in your mental health because of it. And then you need to get off of it. It's like, we need to find out, like, I'm very passionate about this. It's not going away. Our (laughs) kids, like influencers, these are real jobs. Like, advertisements that used to be on TV. Well, now it's going to be people. People trust people. Influencers are a real job. Kids these days want to do that. They want to have YouTube. The money to make there is real. So as parents, we need to wake up and smell the coffee and think this isn't going away. How can I help my kid if they are a good communicator, use this in a responsible way and use it to be a force for good? That is so powerful. And you are so right on. I mean, it's funny. I can remember years ago, 12 years ago, telling my boys, you know, video games, you know, there's no future in video games. <laughs> you know, right. the same with YouTube. No, there, there's def- there definitely is. There is. <laughs> and just imagine, yeah, you use it for good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So what's some uh, encouragement to people who, you know, they've been posting regular content for three months and they're just like, oh, nothing's happening. You know, my content isn't growing. I may be asking this selfishly too because there's a conversation I have with myself quite a bit. Like, is this posting actually, you know, matter? Maybe give us some encouragement on, you know, keep going and how to reevaluate and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I think that um, there's so many things I could say about that. Like there's the practical side of like, there are practical things like, you know, um, algorithms do change. You do need to be doing certain things like engaging, right? Finding people that are in your industry, commenting on those things. Like there are things like that. Um, You know, making sure that your content isn't too long. Because with video, the biggest metric is watch time. So Mm. if you can't hold someone's attention for 40 seconds, make your videos shorter, right? Um, So I think there's a period of time where people do need to find their voice. And I want to encourage you that like there are people that post consistently. Consistency is the most important thing, number one. But people that post consistently for three months, it's not a matter of if you're going to be successful. It's a matter of when. Mm. And eventually a video hits or something takes off. The most important thing, the only thing that you can really control is being consistent and looking at like, looking at what is working. Like if people are commenting on a video that like maybe there's one thing that whenever you talk about that, it seems to get traction. Look at the comments. What are people saying? Kind of analyze what it is that you're doing and just course correct. Mm. The, the problem that most people do though because I've gone through this as well. I've had times of major growth and times where it's just nothing's happening. The problem that most people do, what happens is they quit too soon. Mm. And then they get off and then it's awkward because they took a social media fast for four months and now they're wanting to come back on, but you're, you've lost maybe some trust with your audience and then they wanted to be back to where it was. And so my biggest encouragement is just Find a message that you could talk about forever because you're so passionate about it. Because when, when you find that message, you can stay consistent because you're, you know your why, you know why you're turning up. So on the days or the weeks or the months that nothing's happening, 
you're still believing in what you're talking about. Mm. And then, you know, and you're not getting off, but just stay consistent because it's not a matter of if you'll be successful. It's a matter of when, if you don't quit. Wow. Wow. That is so good and such gold. And I'll, I'll, I'll leave the questions there because that just leaves us on, uh, on a quite a high note with just some really practical steps. Uh, really appreciate that. Hey, before we let you go, thought we'd just, you know, ask you a couple of rapid fire questions, get our, keep our audience, keep getting to know you. Uh, so question number one, uh, do you have a favorite Kelly Clarkston song since you, you <laughs> Kelly Clarkson? Oh my gosh, gosh. <laughs> Like what decade, you know, or not decade, what, like what album, you know what I mean? Um, right. The first one that came into my mind was Breakaway. Sure. Um, but she has so many. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we'll go with Breakaway. Uh, is there a podcast that you, you know, you love for yourself? Either it's a great one to grow or it's a guilty pleasure one. It's called The Her Effect. Mm. It's very good. And um, it's all about women becoming entrepreneurs and how the Proverbs 31 woman was an entrepreneur and just God's perspective on wealth. And it, I think I never really, um, it was a fresh message. It's a really fresh yeah. message for me. So awesome. I have enjoyed her. Awesome. We'll find that and we'll put that in the, the show notes. And then I know health is really important to you. That's probably something we could talk about on a whole other podcast, but do you have like a guilty pleasure dessert uh, when oh. it comes to Chocolate covered strawberries, which people are going to be like, that's not a guilty pleasure, but man, I can eat all of those. Yeah. Chocolate covered strawberries or chocolate covered raspberries. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Can you tell us where we can find you online, where we can point our listeners and we'll put all that information in the show notes as well? Sure. Yeah. So um, you can email me at Melissa at MelissaLeeHughes.com. I'm on TikTok at Melissa Lee Hughes. Instagram, Melissa Lee Hughes, Facebook. I have a YouTube channel with YouTube shorts up there. And then I have a podcast called She Can Share. Okay, awesome. Yeah, we'll tag all of that and make sure we put that in our email as well so our listeners can uh, can go find you on there. Well, I can't thank you enough. I mean, your time today, this has been so rich and so practical and just really appreciate it. So thank you. Yeah, thank you so much. It's been really fun. Absolutely. And thank you, our listeners, for being a part of the Speak With People podcast. Uh, before I let you go, I just want to remind you of a few things. Uh, one, if you're looking to be a part of the Speak With People community Facebook group, uh, we'd love for you to be in this group. We're a group of leaders who want to continue elevating the importance and practice of our healthy communication uh, in our uh, lives and leadership. And so go to Facebook and type in Speak With People community group and join it. It's a place where we curate information we throw different ideas out there and we really do want to become better communicators. Well, thank you so much for being a part of the podcast community. Thank you for sharing it and listening and leaving a review. We really do believe that words matter and we believe that healthy communication is oxygen for your relationships and your leadership. So whether you communicate one-on-one -on, -one, uh, on a team from a stage or from a screen, we hope that this time challenged you to speak with people, to speak and breathe life into them because we know that your world will be better when you do. Thank you again, and we'll see you next week.